not own a car until I was 33 years old. Uh, my brother Carlo gave me a green Dodge Dart, 69 Dodge Dart, kind of snot green, called it Booger. But that didn't last very long. I could only drive it in the daytime because the lights didn't work, right? It's a crazy vehicle. Uh, but then when I was a little bit younger, I, I had a motorcycle for a couple years, an automatic, an automatic motorcycle. It was a Suzuka-matic, 87. St wish I had it to this day. Wish I had it to this day. But really, I've spent most of my life on a bicycle. Well, not, not so much the last 10 or 15 years. Starting to get back into it, but... I, uh, yeah, all through college, and then when I moved to Seattle, I just became a bicycle commuter all year round. And, uh, yeah, I spent a lot of time wet those five, six years in Seattle. And then I moved to Boise, Idaho, and I rode my bicycle every day to work, even in the winter. Ten years. Bicycle commuter, biking through the winter snow. I've taken hard falls. And, uh... You know what? I love it. I love it. I'm getting back. I'm putting together a nice commuter. I got a nice old school, like a 1992 Ibis frame with the hand job cable stop. It's great. Classic mountain bike. Really super cool. Just simply super sweet. So going to get that together and start commuting. And I've been thinking about commuting a lot. And I, I this memory came up for me. And I just wanted to share it in a very simple, sweet, short podcast. Uh, I was going to talk about going to the ossuary in the Czech Republic, Kunta Horta, Horta but I'm going to save that for next week because I want to give that, I want to give that good, uh, good talk time, good talk time. But uh, I rode a yellow school bus to work when I was a kid. Like most kids, we lived on the outskirts of the city and uh, we got picked up by a big yellow school bus. Our bus driver, his name was Ernie. And uh, we all loved him. We didn't always treat him great. The school bus could be really weird sometimes. There were a lot of mean kids. There were bullies. I mean, it was the whole thing, right? It was the whole thing. People pairing up, you know, good friends, BFFs, this kind of thing. And, and uh, you know, I just remember the school bus. It would take, like, some kids to LaSalle, which was a public school. And then it would drop us off near St. John's. St. John the Baptist, which was a private Catholic school where I went. Yes, I went to private Catholic school for 15 years. Uh, however, I am devotedly Buddhist. And uh, but, yeah, you know, the, the the bus itself is a thing. If you if you grew up riding a school bus, you know, so many great memories of just that. And I lived at the corner of Ardmore and Hollywood in South Bend, Indiana. And the school bus picked us up right there. So, yeah, I mean, we we used to get signals from the gang of kids that would congregate there. They're like, oh, hey, come on, the school bus. And then we just run out. And Always very cool. Always very cool. But w there was a street we would turn on that was almost on a busy section, right? It was like right off a very busy section. And uh, it was on the way, like just blocks away from my school. And we always turned there. And there was always a lot of traffic in the morning. Not crazy traffic, just a lot of traffic. And we used to see this woman commuting to work. In the summer, it really wasn't that big of a deal because it didn't seem that strange, right? But she was slightly elderly. And, you know, when you're like 9 or 12, slightly elderly is like 35 and above. She could have been in her mid-40s, mid right? 
rocking the classic three-wheeled bicycle with the basket in front, not three-wheeled bicycle, three-speed bicycle with the basket in front, totally sitting up straight, like just, you. I mean, classic, classic three-speed, very cool. I Honestly, I think it was actually yellow. It had a basket, you know, it was like the full deal. We used to see her commuting to work in the winter. And I, I remember this one time, all my friends were just kind of laughing at her. They, in partly because I think they thought she was slightly crazy. Because I remember she was working it in traffic, and she put her arm out to make, <laughs> to make this signal to turn, which I thought was so great. I was like, "Oh, she's signaling," you know, which is something you normally don't see. Well, at least I never had a lot of experience with something like that. So. You know, but it was just she signaled with such authority. She's like, oh, I'm taking this turn. She's owning the road. She's on her three-speed bicycle with a basket. And I don't know if she had a helmet on. I can't remember, but she was wearing a skirt. I mean, it was like she wasn't wearing bicycling clothes. She was biking in the winter, and she had a skirt on. This woman was no joke. I remember all my friends would kind of make fun of her. Like we called her the bike lady or something like that. But I thought, especially when she put her arm out with authority, I was like, that woman is brave. <laughs> That's what I thought. I was like, first of all, it's the winter. Second of all, she's on a bicycle, right? Just trying to comb through traffic and all that. And I think about her a lot when I'm bike, when I did those 10 years straight every day, biking all winter long, she was close to me in my heart because I was like, you know, in a weird way, she inspired me later. Like now I realize how cool that was to be biking, you know, through the winter. I don't bike in the winter right now. I don't do well in the cold, but I I, I want to do it. I loved biking in the winter because uh, there's nobody out there. It's so serene and so quiet. And though I'm not a huge fan of snow, it's very pretty to look at. But I have taken some extremely hard falls. Oh, my word. Uh but yeah, you know, just biking as a lifestyle, commuting as transportation, that woman has a very, very dear place in my heart. And she left a very powerful imprint on me because the more time I spent on a bicycle, right, especially those 10 years as a bicycle commuter, and really it was up until I was 33, I didn't own a car. So I, I just biked everywhere. But yeah, 10 solid years, 10, and then a couple on the end there that weren't that great. I even ran a bicycling publication in Boise called Spoke, apostrophe N, apostrophe word, Spoke and Word. <laughs> what a great name. Yeah, I ran that for almost two years, delivered everything by bicycle. Uh, but then I got my martial arts school and everything changed. Uh, my coworker died, gave, willed me his car, right? So my brother gave me a car. My coworker Merlin gave me a car. And then when my dad died, I got his bitchin' Camaro. So most of the vehicles I've had have been willed to me. Um, but yeah, I, I am so inspired by the bike lady. She, and, and, you know, just seeing her when I was a kid go through that stuff. And then also like, you know, my friends kind of teasing her a bit. I thought that was slightly uncool because I thought this woman was brave, right? Like, yeah, just she was brave and she she inspired me then. And when I was commuting, she inspired me. And when I ride in traffic, I often think of her. And you know what I do? I signal with authority. <laughs> That's what I, I'm like. No, this is my lane. I'm taking this turn. 
<laughs> yeah, it's just so super cool. So super cool. Okay, my friends, that's all I wanted to share with you today. As we get close to the end of the year, I might come out with a spontaneous Christmas ho-ho-ho podcast. But nonetheless, we're going to do some uh, Asawari Kunta Hortna, uh, or is it Kutna Hortna? That's it. Uh, from the Czech Republic. Had a great visit. Had a great visit. Okay, my friends. Be well. Be kind. Uh, and uh, just, you know, keep on keeping, keep on keeping cool. See, I told you, he's strange and wonderful. Hey, thanks for tuning in. This is Alejandro with One Hand Speaks. Find me online at onehandspeaks.com and all your social media outlets.